What's up y'all? Welcome back to In The Wild. I am your host Rayshawn and thanks for joining me because we have some very special guests in our midst as we are kind of starting our season five. They are assistant directors for Student Life and Engagement. Give a warm Jaguar welcome to LaSherica Christian and Roberto Aragon. We're happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so getting started, how has y'all summer's been? I'm sure it's been busy as y'all Ready yes. to get back into the swing of things on campus? Mm -hmm. So summers for us is full of planning. So from the time of end of the year celebrations to the what beginning of July, yeah. we're like planning everything out. So detail by detail, how much does this cost? How much does this cost? Um, what are we gonna do? What are students looking forward to seeing? So we have been in a busy season of planning yeah. and organizing. We also are putting little vacations here and there. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, for those who are unfamiliar, could y'all talk a little bit about the scope of student life and engagement and what your office is for and responsible for? Yes. So student life and engagement, uh, we create a lot of iconic moments for our students. So we love to create events and experience for our students to remember throughout their college journey as well as to tell after their journey is finished here. So. When you look back over your college life, we would like to be a part of that and be like, oh, I remember going to a Welcome Back Bash, or you remember Homecoming? It was Blue Vogue. They had like a runway. So we just like to create those iconic moments um, so our students have some memories like no other. Yeah, yeah I know um, also in our umbrella of student life engagement, we have so many departments. So we have like student leadership, we have student organizations, we have um, fraternity and sorority life, we have civic engagement, we have, we're in charge of the JSAC, so like, I know our, our department is always busy doing something um, for the students, so. Yeah, y'all are a very busy group of folks. Um, how would you describe the overall impact that student life has on the personal development and growth for students? Because, like you mentioned, Roberto, like, y'all do so much. Mm -hmm. um, so even thinking about our leadership programs, a lot of those areas, we are providing students like the foundation of what does it mean to be a leader? Like, who am I? What impact do I want to leave, not only on my campus, but also in my community? So even going to the JSAT, like that's a lot of our students' first job. So what does it mean to be a student employee? What does it mean to report on time and to be in my, you know, be in uniform? Um, also going over to, to fraternity and sorority life, like this is my first time being in a social organization. So who am I as a member? Who am I as a sorority sister or fraternity brother? So a lot of those transitional identities I think we get to work closely with um, just as students are, you know, going throughout college trying to figure out who they are and what they stand for. Absolutely. Um, Sherika, you're an alum. Yes. Uh, Go Jags. Roberto, you're not, but it's I'm okay. Not. Um, <laughs> we don't have to bring up where you went. <laughs> but um, if you could go back uh, in time and relive one memorable experience from your undergraduate journey, what would it be and why? Let me think. Um, I would go back to like the basketball games when there was like the people that would paint themselves blue and like it was like the Jag swag. Yeah, like Jag swag. I would go back and like instead of sitting on the side and watching it, I'll probably join them and figure out why don't we have a chant? How do we come up with a chant? Um, how do we keep like our dads going? Like how do we build our student section? Why don't we like I don't know, just kind of get a little crazy, but not too much. So I'll go back to that in my life okay what about you Roberto Ooh, um 
I'd probably say uh, to more focus on my academics. I know I was doing so much throughout my college experience that I didn't, fo I didn't put enough time and focus to my academics and really find that sweet balance of both because I know both mm -hmm. is doable. Mm -hmm. um, so if I had to go back, I definitely um, want to make sure I keep my scholarships in check because I definitely lost them, unfortunately, <laughs> after my freshman oh. year. But I definitely got them back after my senior year. But there was those two years where I'm like, got to pay off those student loans still. So yeah. <laughs> I know if I had um, focused on school um, and find that sweet spot, I would have been more successful now. So. That's one thing I think about too, uh, because I was so involved as a student. Didn't really, I don't want to say I didn't care about academics, but when you're in the midst of it, yeah. sometimes academics just you feels like. Back burner yeah, you go on the back burner. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was still passing everything. It's just I, I was getting like C's or B's instead of like A's and B's and stuff like that. So. Yeah. yeah, I definitely would have told myself, like, it's okay to say no to some of this stuff. Exactly. And like, exactly. Because it wasn't like I was just being super social. It was just like I was committed to so many things and yeah. I just didn't feel, you know. Yeah. Like I could tell people see, for no. me, it was like you know, there's like that um, um, triangle thing that you see on Instagram or Facebook. It's like you're either gonna study, you're gonna sleep, or you're gonna have um, a social life. Mm -hmm. Pick two. So you have to like pick two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, how do you think going or being so involved? Because you were involved too as yeah. a student. Um, how did you think that influenced your career pathway? So for me, inv being involved on campus um, and going into higher education, I just knew that that was. I knew there is a there's a balance between academics and social life. So it's like not leading leaning towards one or the other, but just finding that sweet spot. So that's why I have focused my time to just like holistic student development. So knowing that there is more beyond the classroom, but also there is time that needs to be dedicated to the classroom. So just trying to like I say keep the balance of both, um, but also knowing that we have to look at it through a larger scope of just academics or just social. Um, our university is kind of like still relatively new with how we positioned ourselves and how mm -hmm. we're growing. Um, if y'all could invent one new student life tradition, what would it be and how do you think it would bring students together? Because um, y'all do play a part in creating yes, traditions for true. students. I'm thinking maybe something along the lines like what does it mean to be a JAG? So like I said, going back to that. What are our core values? So making sure our students know our core values. Also know like, the history of our campus. What are our chants? What do we do <laughs> when we have like a rival game, you know, or how do we support when there is a, the president's address, you know, to our university, like, like, what does it mean to be a Jaguar? What does it look like to be a Jaguar? Like, I don't know, on every, the first basketball game, we wear this shirt or when the basketball team come out, we sing this song. So some type of like, course of like what does it mean to be a jaguar mm, okay i think we start off like really strong with convocation the weekends mm -hmm. weeks of welcome and then obviously graduation is such a highlight it's just more of making memorable moments that sophomore and junior year and stuff yes. i think that's definitely um a key thing of building the tradition around there maybe and then also i agree with like supporting our athletic teams mm -hmm. we're amazing we do really um our jag jag nation does really well for mm -hmm. all of our um athletic events we just need to support them more is there anything, Roberto, that comes to mind specifically for a tradition you would like to? For a sophomore or junior mm -hmm. or something like that? Ooh, uh, that's a hard one. Um, not off the top of my head, um, but I would probably like focus on doing like a, like a, maybe like a lunch series or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
um, where I think it, we could potentially bring in some alumni of those majors having lunch with students their sophomore and junior year, because that's when you want to start making sure you're focusing more on your career pathway. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe something like that would, I think would be cool. So. To me, when I thought of, because I like going over these questions and sometimes answering them myself, uh, I kind of thought of like just making some of the events that we already have like just really bigger. Mm -hmm. So I know it kind of goes into more like like a money thing. But oh, like yeah. <laughs> I would love to see like Spring Fling become like maybe like a week long thing. Oh, and maybe yeah. if we had like a, a I don't know, kind of like a bookend of like Homecoming where it's like, hey, we may have like a concert or yeah. a something mm -hmm. to where like everyone just knows like towards the end of the semester, Spring uh, when spring fling comes, we know it's that's it. Like That's the focus for that, for that week. So it's something like that. And I think over time, those type of traditions will mm -hmm. happen. It's just a matter of um, laying the groundwork, laying that yeah. foundation, and really getting there for sure. Uh, research suggests that students who are engaged in student life activities are more likely to persist throughout college and succeed academically. So when y'all develop and plan your events, how do you go about making sure they appeal to like that wide audience that students can feel like they're connected and wanting to stick around here. Um, as we go through it, we, you know, like to talk to the students that come throughout our offices um, to say like, what are you hearing on campus? What, you know, cause we have a lot of students that are very involved, um, not only just in like social organizations, but as well as academics. So to try to get that student voice as we plan our events, cause we don't want to like plan it based on what we think and mm -hmm. then we're not catering to our student body. So, just making sure that we maintain those relationships with our students so we're hoping to, you know, encompass as many students as we can as we're thinking through our events. I know um, for, me, for me, for example, I was a first-gen college student um, where there was nobody that looked like me. Um, and I know I um, didn't feel like I belonged. And I know for me, I'm trying to make sure for our students that I'm an advocate for them and really making mm -hmm. sure that they feel comfortable and know that I'm almost there for them. And I think everybody in student life engagement does a good job of doing that for sure. So. As a product of SLE, I attest to that statement. Thank you. Um, so what can students expect from y'all this fall? What do, what do y'all have cooking? So look, the pots are rocking, <laughs> SLE. I've got to say that, the pots are rocking. So uh, we'll start out with, um, we have some, you know, help with Elite Week activities mm -hmm. going into Weeks of Welcome. So looking forward to our big Welcome Back Rash. Um, also... We got club fest. It's gonna be fest. Yeah. 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 First year having two club fests. We'll have one on Somerville campus, yeah. um, and then one on our health science campus. Um, going from that, Mr. and Miss AU um, coming up. So new royalty is coming Ooh. into town. Then what well, we have? I think we have so much going. We have so uh, much going. Pig yeah. outs. We have Jack Galas coming. So mm -hmm. all of those in the fall. We have inauguration for our student organization presidents. Mm -hmm. So you getting your um, what is the little pendant? And I'm a president, so Aww. we're excited for our inauguration. And then so. typically our fraternities and sororities, mm -hmm. um, we have recruitment weekend for Paleolithic sororities, we have recruitment week for our IFC fraternities, and then we have um, Black Greek Letter Organization week. Um, so we have a week long full of events, and one of my favorite events that they do is our SEP show that they do every year. This is going to be our third annual one, I believe. Yes. Shaka. So we're really excited about doing that again, because I know last time it was like standing room only in the yes. Out of those events, what would y'all say you're most excited for? I want to say Welcome Back Bash. It's like 
full of hype. Like, I mean, from start to finish. I feel, last year, Roberto and I was, like, running through the JSAC of trying to get our sports teams out. <laughs> and if you've seen some of our athletes, they tend to tower over us. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's like, where are you? What sport are you in? So, um, I love Welcome Back Bash. Like I said, it's full of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, Augustus is out there. DJ, have Glow, like, had a whole Glow K in the Williams Ballroom last year. So, Welcome Back Bash is my yeah i think welcome back that's definitely one of my favorite but if i um mr and miss augusta university is really good too um it was my first time like really helping with like the score counting and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff but i think that was definitely like it being a scholarship pageant it being a preliminary pageant for the miss george competition it was a really um awesome experience of um just being someone at the table helping um crown the new winners and stuff so i think that's probably one of my favorite events I always love pig out. I think I'll always pig out. Yeah, yeah. The food at pig out always, <laughs> always good. Always good. Uh, so switching gears a little bit, um, there's a documentary that has been going around for Bama Rush. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Roberto, for you in particular, for working with fraternities and sororities on campus, I wanted to get y'all's hot takes on what was yes. your impression of it. Yes. Um, We'll start there, and then I got some follow-up yeah. questions. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to let go first. <laughs> um, so I actually watched the documentary the day it came out um, because I was watching the, the buzz online, and um, I was definitely nervous because I, you don't know what's going to come out of the documentary. Um, when I watched, like, the two-minute trailer, I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, an expose on Bama Greek life and stuff. And um, I was um, pleasantly surprised. I thought the um, documentary was good. It was like, um, it had its funny moments. Um, it definitely, um, I think it could have been more. Um, I thought um, they really uh, scratched the surface and there's things mm-hmm. that I was interested in that they discussed, but I, di- I didn't think that they dug deeper, like as deep as they should have, um, should have potentially. Um, but I definitely think they gave like a great like general sense of like what you would see on TikTok, mm-hmm. um, yeah. potentially of like what these students are going through or what their experiences are at a large SEC university and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I don't think their experience is true to the Augusta University experience for Greek life. I will say that too. So. Yeah. So last year um, I actually got the really cool opportunity to assist Roberto with like recruitment weekend for um, CPC. So just seeing like what it was in reality and then seeing the I said the clips in the documentary, I was like, there is a big difference, but it still is. I'm even like looking at Greek life. It's really interesting to see like how girls go through that recruitment process and how each organization functions and like just the the pre like pre planning before you even Mm -hmm. go to recruitment weekend always blows my mind of like in high school, these girls were like ready to go to recruitment weekend. I'm like, I didn't even know what I was gonna put in my dorm room yeah <laughs> like, but like even from their junior to their senior year in high school they are already like i need to buy this or i need to wear this or what's in fashion for now because i feel like most of the girls like we're pretty much on the same like fashion trend as they go to recruitment so i just found it very interesting that the pre-planning yeah. that they put into it is i think social media definitely helps with that too because yeah. like mm-hmm. ootds and all that kind of stuff oh and, yes um really um deciding what you're going to wear and mm-hmm. making those TikToks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That really, like, blew it up. I don't think anybody expected it to be blown up like yeah. that. Um, but hopefully that generates, like, buzz of people wanting to, like, check mm-hmm. it out and see if it's for them, you know? Because yeah. um, I truly think um, fraternity story life could be for everybody yeah. here at the university. Um, it's just a matter of trying it, seeing if it's for you kind of thing. So. Yeah, going off of, of your point, like, I was really surprised to see how much work they do put in oh, yeah. and how much pressure 
those women put on themselves to, you know, get into the sorority that, mm -hmm. you know, they prefer. Um, and for our university, we don't have as many organizations as they do for, uh, for their recruitment. But still, you know, we still do have some girls right, that are like, yeah, I really want to, to do this. So how did, Roberto, as someone who plans or helps facilitate that, like, how do you help manage their expectations of like, hey, like, you may or may not get in, but yeah. you may, so, you know. Um, so we start planning way ahead of advance. So I feel like when you finish recruitment weekend, for Panhellenic organizations, really, you start that next like weekend. You start planning mm -hmm. and stuff like that, because it, it's definitely an experience. It's uh, uh, organized, details, meticulous details, uh, making sure you're following the schedule. And the thing is, like the experience for student A is going to be completely different than student B. Um, so their weekend might um, have like one party or two parties. Um, mm -hmm. The second round, third round, where somebody could be going to all three, where somebody's only going to one, or somebody gets released mm -hmm. from recruitment. So it really, it's just a different experience for everybody. Um, luckily, I know here at Augusta University, our numbers um, was that 95% of the women that went through the experience were able to find a place um, um, to call their home. Um, so that's a pretty high number. It's actually mm -hmm. better than a national average. Um, so I think most students are finding somewhere that they belong mm -hmm. um, with one of the three sororities. Um, and all three of them have to do amazing work, amazing philanthropy work. Um, but as far as, um, sorry, I forgot the question. What was the question again one more time? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to, I guess, see how do you help manage their expectations yes. of... Okay. So thank you. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, um, luckily, we have a great um, Panhellenic executive board mm -hmm. and also our um, Panhellenic orientation leaders kind of thing. We call them Rogamas. So they're kind of like a orientation leader that guides you through about the recruitment week and, and also like before and after, making sure you're finding your home and feel like you belong and stuff like that. So with them, um, and there's usually about anywhere between 14 to 20 student leaders, um, making sure they're trained, making sure they know what to do in different experiences and circumstances. Um, because like I said, everybody's experience is gonna be different. So, sorry I ran a little off for that one. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that was a, a great response because for a lot of folks, they come to campus, they don't really think about necessarily mm -hmm. joining a, a fraternity or a sorority. Uh, for me, I didn't even know much about Augusta University's like, Fraternity and sorority life, so yeah. I thought your response was uh, was <laughs> helpful. <laughs> I think like it's like honestly, like, there's a stigma of like joining a fraternity or sorority because of like what's in the Hollywood or what's in the mm -hmm. movies or um, experiences that have happened at larger schools and stuff like that. And like honestly, our fraternities and sororities here are really doing so much for the community. Um, there's a reason why almost a hundred, over a hundred students in the past spring semester made it on the dean's list with 3.5 GPAs or 4.0 GPAs or higher or not higher than 4.0, but you know, 3.5 mm -hmm. or higher. Um, and these are hard, rigorous majors. They're like going to dentistry school the next year, or mm -hmm. they're going, they're biology majors, cell molecular majors, computer science majors, um, and they're doing well in their academics, but also like doing well in being part of the community. Mm -hmm. They raised over $25,000 for multiple nonprofits in the Augusta area. They're doing countless community service mm -hmm. hours for the Augusta area. So they're really putting in the work um, and really, I feel like finding like things that you can talk about um, when you're interviewing for a job, being like, yeah, one time I um, was able to fundraise over $5,000 for Boys and Girls Club or something like that. Um, that's something that um, you don't think about sometimes because there's like that negative stigma of joining a fraternity sorority, but it's truly, I don't believe that's here, here at AU. So. so do you believe that Augusta University has a machine? 
Ooh. <laughs> if they did have a machine, I don't know about it. Right. Uh, <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Um, I, I don't know if, if a lot of people know this, but Trey Harrison went to the University of Alabama for either his undergraduate or his graduate degree. I'm not really sure. Um, but he was telling us like a little glimpse of like what the machine was and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I don't think we have anything like that here at AU. Um, or but, so we thought. Yeah, or yeah. so we thought, yeah. Well, then we know it. We're just going to keep it to the knowledge that we know we don't have one here. <laughs> Look, this episode may not even air because I, I've talked too much. I'm right, here you go. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> um, could you talk a little bit about our uh, black uh, fraternity and sorority life uh, organizations? Because their recruitment process is different. Yeah. Um, but, of course, everyone's still welcome to join. So, for those who... So, we have currently um, seven of the nine uh, Divine Nine organizations on our campus. Um, they're usually referred to as NPHC or organizations or National Pan-Hellenic Organizations. Here at AU, we refer to them as BGL organizations, um, so Black Greek Letter Organizations. Um, and that was just a recent change. Um, but as far as um, recruitment works for, um, for them, I typically in the fall semester in September, there's a week-long celebration of all of our BGL organizations that we mm -hmm. have here at AU. Um, and then they can um, learn more information, really interact with members of these organizations. Mm -hmm. And typically, maybe in later on in the fall semester or in the spring semester, they're doing like an informational session or um, a rush session or whatever they want to call it, um, where you can come, learn more information, learn more about the history, learn about the qualifications to become a member of one of those organizations. And then um, there's an application process and all that kind of stuff. But I definitely recommend doing your research prior to um, because you can find a lot of these answers of what you're looking for on Google. Um, but after that, I'm going to direct it to Lashirka. So Lashirka <laughs> was a member of one of these organizations. So she could probably tell you a little bit more of an inside scoop, maybe. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I am a member of a Black Greek Letter organization. Um, I joined on undergrad. So as Roberto said, it is very important to do your research and just to make sure that you find an organization that you can call your home um, because Membership is a lifetime commitment. So just making sure that you find somewhere where your morals and your values can align to where you are, you know, proud and you're honored to call these people your sorority sister or your fraternity brother. So just making sure you do your research and, you know, just be very mindful as you go through recruitment for either, you know, BGLO or CPC or IFC. Just make sure you go like you're open minded and you are looking at all like I said, just to see what aligns with your morals and values. I know if you are thinking about joining a fraternity or sorority, the month of September is going to be a busy month. We have like mm. literally CPC recruitment, then IFC recruitment, and then literally BGL all week. So we are definitely going to be packed. Yeah. You can learn a lot in yes. September, so <laughs> you may find your home. Yeah, <laughs> definitely check it out. If you're looking for one. If you're looking for a home, <laughs> you might find it. Um, but kind of outside of Greek life, uh, for students who are just looking to join any organization, what mm -hmm. would you recommend for those who are trying to get involved on campus? Yeah. A club fest. Like I said, we have it, um, two club fests in August, one on Somerville, one on Hill Science Campus. So come out, you know, speak. First start with a hey, like, hey, hello, my name is so-and-so. Or, you know, just find out what you're interested in. We have almost 300 organizations that are on campus. So they're active. They've been through the registration process. So I think that you can just find your space, honestly, anywhere on campus, um, whether that is an academic organization, a cultural religious organization, um, if you're looking for like social organizations, we literally have a wide variety of organizations. You're also welcome to start your own organization. So if you're like, I don't know, I'm just not finding it <laughs> out of this almost 300 orgs, 
you are more than welcome to start your own organization on campus. So just having that, like it's the same, having that same open mind to know that like there is a place for you on campus um, and that you're welcome. And get involved because I think if you're not getting involved, you're really not getting that full college experience for sure. Uh, and last question, where can students go to learn more about all the stuff that y'all talked about? Yeah. <laughs> so we have um, stall walls that are across campus. So you select these little, like, I guess they're like little flyer things that have all our dates and things on there. Um, just not from SLE, yeah. but from different organizations across campus or different departments across campus. Mm -hmm. Also, um, JAG Life, um, you can find all of our events in there. Also, if there are certain organizations that you're looking for, you can search for those organizations to see what events they have. Um, we have um, digital signage, which is throughout the JSAC, so you'll see like flyers and things pass by on there. And most of all, social media, our best friend, <laughs> Instagram. Instagram is definitely the one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we strive to keep our um, to keep our Instagram pages active. So just make sure you follow us on social media. All right. Well, thanks, y'all, and don't go anywhere because we will be right back with more fun and we'll be right here <laughs> welcome back y'all uh, still have our very special guests with us because we're going to challenge them to the bff test <laughs> i hope so um so the rules are fairly simple i'm going to read you the question and you are basically going to answer at the same time hopefully with the same answer okay and kind of like what I told y'all before, uh, these are not basic questions. So, mm -hmm. but you only have a few seconds so that, to. What's his favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So, are y'all ready? Yes, we, we will ready. do it. We will do our best. Okay. All right. Well, for this one, because I know for the three of us, we love reality TV. So, if you could create a reality TV show based on student life, what would it be called? Real Housewives of SLE. Okay, okay. And honestly, add a little bit of MSC campus rec into uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number two. Imagine you have the power to organize a massive student life festival. Who would be the headline act or performer? One, no money. Two. No, money is not an option. Money is no object. All right, ready? One, two. Three. Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> if money's not an option, Beyonce, Beyonce is number one. You gotta go Beyonce. Rihanna wants to be number two. <laughs> Let's add a little Drake in there. Yeah, <laughs> or okay. Taylor Swift, whoever. Um, number three. What would be the ultimate student life hack that you wish you had known during your own college experience? One, two, three. We got no money. <laughs> I was going to say balance yourself, so that was good. <laughs> that's a, that's a wrong. That was wrong, but yes, we, don't, we have to work with what we have. Because <laughs> no, that's for, all you got. No, for sure, for sure. If if college didn't teach you anything else, it was how to make it with what you got. Right. Um, oh, just another fun one. Number four. If Student Life on Campus had a theme song, what would it be? One, two, three. I'll be there for you. Okay. Oh, that's sweet. I don't know. You know that French theme song, like, I'll be there. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. I, I caught it. Okay. Um, I'm glad y'all caught it. We'll be out All right. This, this is probably a simple one. Uh, number five, what's the best part of your day? One, two, three. Work with yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Yes. Yeah. And last question. 
number six, what is one thing you hope every student at AU gets to experience? One, two, three. Sense of belonging? I say get involved. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is one and the same. Yeah, honestly. so yeah. Like just finding like, your space on campus and like knowing that you are part of the Jaguar family. And then you're going to feel like you belong. So. Yes. Yeah. We play off each other. <laughs> it goes together well. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. The judges allow it. Well, thank y'all so much. I really appreciate y'all taking the time to chat with me today. Of and course, for everybody for watching out there, I hope you get involved in some yes. sort of way on campus this fall. So thanks, y'all. Sounds good. Thank, thank you for you. having us. Most of all, go Jags. Go Jags. <laughs>
and signing up for more with SGA. Because um, as a former SGA president, I did my one year and I was like, I'm good. Um, so what I will say is this is this is a, a journey I've been on since, of course, my first year here as a senator. And transitioning from being a senator to the president was very big, um, only because the roles were extremely different in terms of what I had to deal with. Um, and so I think that... Um, I continue to do this role, especially, you know, because I could have decided to run as a senator again, but I, I decided not to because um, I believe that I have a lot more to bring um, in terms of my leadership to SGA uh, before I leave and kind of really tie my knot on what I've really tried to build and create and, and, and build upon as well from, from yourself, from Mahadia. Um, for my predecessors, um, SGA is is that organization on campus that's supposed to be here for change. Um, and I, I've always believed that to be an effective organization, we need to have effective leadership, and it can't be in, uh, not stable. Uh, and going back to you, Vikash, what mm -hmm. uh, inspired you to take on the vice president role? Yeah, um, so I've also been on SGA for a good bit. I joined as a senator my freshman year, um, and this last year I was uh, the comptroller now renamed to treasurer um, through SGA initiatives um, and now I'm here as vice president and you know I've always wanted to be a part of you know the great change on campus you know AU is a place for development you know every aspect there's always so much uh, growth um, so I want to be a part of that be a voice for students um, just be that you know face that people can come to um, and make that change on campus for sure. Uh, so earlier when we were talking to LaSherica and Roberto, we were talking a lot about how student life just has the impact on students kind of outside the classroom, so to speak. Uh, how does SGA kind of contribute to enhancing the student life experience here on campus? Yeah, sure. Um, so here, SGA, you know, we host several events. Um, we've made lots of changes. Um, you know, an example would include, you know, making uh, we we had an initiative to have more microwaves on campus um, that you know enhances you know student being students being able to have good food, you know, warm it up um, throughout all our AU buildings. Um, last year, we had a ton load of events, um, really getting our name out there. We had. Uh, our most popular one, Build a Critter, um, and so, you know, students kind of come in and talk to other uh, students, um, you know, make that stuffed animal and, you know, have an experience, that memory that they can uh, take with them um, for the rest of their college experience. So um, it's moments like those that, you know, SGA can really uh, impact a student's experience um, as well as making change um, for the future as well. I think, so building off of what Vakash said, I think SGA has this really good ability to bring our whole community together. And it doesn't matter if there's only 50 students, it could be 50 students from all different walks of life, you know, from different colleges. And we provide students the opportunity to come together, engage with each other, learn from each other, and really feel that collegiate experience, you know. This whole experience all about learning people or learning things that is just different from what you know. Um, and so I think SGA, is, is, is pivotal in, in building those relationships and, and pushing students to that next level of, okay, I'm, I'm here, I'm present, I belong. Um, another question that I asked uh, them earlier was, and now asking y'all, that if you could um, create one tradition for Augusta University, or I guess in y'all's case, if SGA could create one tradition for the university, what would it be? A new tradition. Uh, I will say it's, 
I want to I want to say it's new only in the fact that I haven't seen it done in this way but take something like our welcome back bash where we have our athletes come out we have our whole student population basically present but it's just a big party like we're just we're just all together we're vibing um, there's music there's food there's games there's just the ability for us to just chill and hang out and not necessarily like a one of those grab and go events that we normally do or that we normally see but something that really really engages the students to where they don't want to leave like i'm not here for the t-shirt i'm here for the vibes <laughs> that's what i really want to see I, I definitely agree with that you know uh, i think au has some really cool plans with the weeks of welcome um we both got a list of you know the events that they're planning and oh my god it, it's crazy like you know we're going to downtown au um we're going across uh, here uh, maxwell we have all kinds of events um they have all kinds of events planned and so i think that's gonna be a really cool tradition to see um going here on out um uh, really bringing this new students in returning students as well um and kind of kick starting uh kick off starting the the year for sure um, definitely, and I think SGA also has um, a few events also that we want to, you know, keep going as a tradition as well, which uh, we'll get to in a little bit. But you know, um, there, there's a lot of cool traditions that SGA and the university can be a part of for sure. Um, and kind of going off of that, because it weeks of welcome is a very busy time, mm -hmm. probably the busiest time uh, of the school year. But how does SGA kind of work with our other student organizations? to kind of create that community that you mentioned earlier? So one, uh, I will say in the past, there has been a lack of that, that communication. Um, in, in terms of really making sure that the other presidents of the organizations know that we're here to support you. You know, one of our main functions is to provide funding, um, to provide you a, a voice. And so I think being able to bridge that gap between those presidents is what we are planning to do moving forward. And like Vikash said, we have a we have one one event that we're trying to push this year um, called the State of Jagnation Address, um, which kind of gives our whole student body um, and an ability to come and speak with their student representatives, um, state their voice, state their opinion, but also learn what's going on behind the scenes. Because, mm -hmm. you know, um, and this inspiration came from Dr. Keel's State of the University address. You know, um, lots of students don't really attend that. I was one of the few students in attendance, but the information that you gather from those from those events is, is remarkable. Like you learn so much about where we're going, where we were, where we're at now, and where we're going in the future. And that's what we want to provide to students. And I, I think that that, uh, we need to have that effective um, we need to bridge that gap to have effective communication with the other presidents so that our whole student body knows what's going on because I have noticed that if you're not in one club or if you're not in in two clubs you're in one club you know what I mean you're in something somewhere here yeah a lot of people are involved in something like you said in some capacity um, even when I was at shape president I remember that kind of being like a similar issue of like how do we get information of what's happening from the university to students because typically they aren't going to want to necessarily show up to certain things because they're busy with other things and so it may not affect them yes. mm -hmm. as day-to-day -day as they think but it's like hey if you you know spend time like <laughs> yeah. kind of you know just yeah. learning about what's happening on campus yeah, exactly. using your voice talking to uh your SGA representatives yeah a lot of work can get done yes, mm -hmm. yes. i agree um so for y'all, I guess, how do you kind of address that challenge of kind of building connections with students who aren't as involved as you'd like them to be? I think it's really making ourselves extremely personable. 
Um, I don't want our, our, our student body to think that we are just the, the, the student government. Like mm -hmm. we're just a, a, a group of people who meet, talk about issues, and then and we leave, and then we come back, and then do the same thing every other week, but nothing's getting done or nobody knows about it. Um, I want us to be in everyone's faces, kind of without you know better words to say that, but I want everyone to know that we are here, we are with you, we are working with you, and we want to work with you. Um, we have an amazing group of senators right now who, who are excited to do their jobs, who are excited to represent our students, and I think that moving forward, it's really important that we as the executives um, convey that message to them as well that mm -hmm. you know we are we need, we do need to be personable we need to have these conversations we can't just take a, have them take a survey and keep a step and we need to talk yeah. we need to we need to engage so we know what's truly going on yeah can you uh, share any like success stories or highlights from this past year that just really made y'all proud because do you, I have one because I do them <laughs> yeah, you you do yours yeah, yeah. so uh, i won't necessarily say that um it was an issue brought up to the SGA, and we worked for months on months on months, especially the Academic Affairs Committee in the Senate. They worked on trying to get ASL classes, um, like an established course here for students to take as part of like one of their languages in their oh, area okay. F curriculum. Um, and so we worked, we worked, we worked. Of course, you know, we got to that stopping block. When you, there's always a stopping block <laughs> where you, we get the, we'll, we'll let you know or something like yeah. that. And so we just sat on it. We sat on it. But one thing we did learn is a couple weeks ago, they are now having ASL classes here mm -hmm. um, at the medical college. It's either the medical yeah. college or the AU Health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I believe they're open to everyone and they're eight weeks long wow. on the weekends. Wow. And so it's something that's accessible for students and just... Um, faculty members in this area to be able to to utilize and I think that it was interesting because it wasn't necessarily oh SGA did this but SGA was the voice to push this and actually get this heard by someone to make it a reality mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Awesome. and going off of that um, uh, the diversity the diversity and inclusion uh, committee um, they we had an initiative to you know bring uh, prayer spaces meditation rooms to campus um and so they've been going off of that for a long time since you know i think the idea came up in august or september and they were going on um working with upper admin um working with the dni office and um they ended up getting uh, we ended up getting some temporary spaces for prayer rooms and meditation and i think this year going forward we're trying to make those like permanent so yes. students can have a reliable spot to do uh, what they need to do um, spiritually, re uh, religiously. Um, so that's a really um, great, a great initiative by SGA for sure. What does that feel like for y'all when you have this idea or a concern is brought up to you and then you actually get to see it being resolved? I think the feeling is, I, of course it's great. The feeling is great and it makes me feel um, satisfied with the fact that I've done my job the senators have done their job. The students have done their job by mm -hmm. voicing their concerns, bringing them to us. Um, and it makes me feel that, you know, I can see that when we gather students and we collaborate and we take it to faculty, we take it to administration, they, they, they love to listen. They do love to listen. And the fact that we can get them to listen, to be on our side and to enact this change, like I said, it, feel, it feels great. It's a, it's a proud moment. It's like, you know, we worked as a team. We worked so hard. And it finally pays off. Like, I, I, that's, it doesn't really get any better than that. You know, something that you had on paper is now an actual reality of the school, of whatever we're trying to do. So it's, so it's always a great 
uh, great uh, thing to be a part of. You know, even if I didn't play a role in it as much, or if I did play a role in it as much, you know, SGA um, students, you know, everyone's coming together. Uh, we got students, you know, pitching their ideas, getting the actual works done, communicating. It's it's a great team effort for sure, and it, it always makes everyone really happy at the end of the day. Building off of that, I think one thing that makes the feeling so much more greater is the fact that SGA is one of those organizations where, like our advisor likes to say, you plant the trees that you don't get to see grow. Um, but when you are able to come together and work effectively, you are able to watch those trees grow. Mm -hmm. And even if you are all working together on a, a tree that's not going to grow until like five <laughs> years from now, yeah. it's still the fact that you got together, you worked on it, and then when you come back to visit as an alumni, you see that that change has been enacted, and then it just makes you go, wow, like we really did that. Right. Yeah, as being, as being a former, uh, or a former SGA president, seeing the work that y'all do sometimes makes me really proud because I remember times where I'm like, oh, I wish we could do this, or I wish we could do that, and then, here y'all go, just doing it. And I'm like, <laughs> now see, with the folks that I had, yeah. that, they had that would have never happened. But, you know, just from, like you mentioned, like planting those seeds and just being optimistic and trusting the process and like, look, mm -hmm. I'm only here for a set uh, period of time. I can only do so much. Right. Uh, in your case, you're here for a while, so you were <laughs> able to do a lot. Um, a lot more than me. But, um, but yeah, that is a very, like, proud like a humbling, mm -hmm, right. humbling like win mm -hmm. type of moment. Um, switching gears a little bit to, I guess, a lighter question, because I'm just curious to pick yeah. y'all's brains on this one. Now, with SGA, you meet often with each other, like individually, <laughs> like one-on-ones and in groups and all that good stuff. Um, if you could invite any historical figure to be a part Ooh. of an SGA meeting, who would it be and why? Can it be historical or just anyone in, in general? It can be anyone. Anyone? You know, wow. Um, you know, I would say someone with, like, high influence, high power, um, someone that's kind of in the media right now, you know, Elon Musk, for example. You know, we bring him out here, and, you know, you pitch him such a great idea. Who knows? Like, anything <laughs> can happen. Like, we tell him, you know, we, we want a new building for students. Boom. Ten days later, we got a whole crazy building. But, you know, someone with, like, um, great immense, um, you know, responsibility, power, um, being able to, you know, a positive leader in the community for sure. Um, uh, someone like Elon Musk or, you know, someone, Bill Gates, for example, you know, they're doing great things for the community. Um, lots of things are, you know, unseen by these top leaders, you know, they donate millions, billions, and they just, they don't even say a word. I'm like, so yeah. those are the kind of people that we, I would love to, you know, see, be a part of on SGA having at our meetings. So it it's gonna be funny. <laughs> Why am I? Do y'all know Eric Mays? <laughs> now why would why would you invite him to an SGA meeting? Because I think Eric Mays has this personality. You know, he does he does his own civil work in public service, and I think Eric Mays has this personality where he takes no BS, and it's like he will call anyone out on their nonsense, and that's something that like we 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 do it kind of cordially in meetings, but it's not Eric Mays don't care. Eric Mays don't care, and I will say there are sometimes we are in meetings where we'll go over time because we're discussing an issue that was oh, twenty minutes God. ago. Yeah. Um, but if Eric Mays was there, mm -mm, yeah. it'd be over with. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully they aren't as intense for him to have to be as intense. But oh, uh, yeah. you should have seen this last session. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I know I know how things can be. So I, I can relate. <laughs> um, okay, so how did you, how would you think 
going back to you yeah. uh, for Elon, like, <laughs> how do you think that experience of having him at a meeting or multiple meetings would impact the the team yeah i mean it's it's like mentality like you 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 get to see the inside of like how he actually works how he functions you know he's a corporate you know genius wizard i don't know what you call him but <laughs> you know he, he's insane like, and getting behind like how he you know functions how he uses his brain um it's definitely like on a capacity that you know we don't do as normal people we're just kind of go to class or go to our job come back but you know being able to see what how he thinks of new ideas how he implements them um, that strategy, um, that, that kind of planning, you know, I think that'd be really cool to experience for sure. Um, I already know how Eric would get your thoughts on that one. Um, but one thing I also talked about with LaSherica and Roberto was uh -huh. the Bama Rush documentary. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a very interesting uh, sneak peek or like Breaking the fourth wall, I guess, for student life. <laughs> yes. Uh, for that university. And I kind of wanted to get y'all's thoughts on on the documentary as well. So uh, what I will say is, um, as always, you know, of course, I represent all students. So I support all students in what they choose to do. Um, what I don't think I like about or what I didn't necessarily appreciate was the amount of self-deprecation that mm. the, the individuals went through just to feel as if they belong. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't particularly like that um, or didn't really appreciate it as much because it really shows um, how much society really does have that impact on negative stereotypes and then negative thoughts about yourself. Um, social media as well. Right. Um, we've seen, we've seen all throughout the movie, the TikTok, Bama Rush Day 1, <laughs> Bama Rush Day 2, and it just, it just, it just, all of the, all of the individuals seemed like they were all trying to be the same person to get into the same thing, which, which was essentially what it was, but then when you started to look at, like, the behind the scenes of everything, it was almost as if, well, you're doing all this for what? Yeah, I did notice, uh, that, and that was one of my takeaways from that is that so many of those young women put so much pressure on themselves to mm -hmm. really, I guess, start their college career off just strong by joining a sorority, which, you know, as student leaders, of course you would want that. You advocate for students to get mm -hmm. involved and always want to be supportive of that, but you kind of see that extreme end of like, yeah, we want you to be involved, but if things don't necessarily happen a certain way for you, like you still have so many other opportunities, right. um, even within necessarily the sorority life, so to speak. But yeah, that was intense. It was, definitely. It was. Yeah, no, I definitely think, you know, that was one side of the spectrum. I, I hope, you know, no universities or places have to go through that, you know, we you you finally step out of your house and you're coming to you want to come to an open space where you're welcomed where you know people want to be your friend um you don't want to have to be forced to change yourself to get into a certain group of like friends or group um sororities in this case you know it should be a really like open you know friendly experience i know um for sga at least you know we try to be really friendly like um, we have all these senators and people, we have all these friends. Um, when you go to classroom, you don't want to feel like, oh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like that kind of feeling. You want to be like, oh my God, like, it's so cool, that's amazing. Like, 
really positive um, things. You don't want to put anyone down. So that's definitely like the Bama rush. I yeah, I was really surprised to see you know people have to go through such extreme things um, for themselves mentally physically um, appearance wise you know so many different things some of the girls had what eating disorders from things people said and I'm like it should never get to that case for anyone um, truthfully it should be really just open you know everyone should be um, accepted to whatever they do so I don't know that was a very cool very interesting extreme but um, I love the campus here at AU for sure it's really open and I like it. Uh, one thing I did love to see with that documentary is that I feel like a lot of those women, uh, regardless of what necessarily happened to them, a lot of them did find community in someone. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, it didn't seem like any of them were kind of like left hanging, so to speak. Yeah. Like they became friends with each other and they yeah. became, you know. Uh, so it had a somewhat happy ending, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. because it, cause it, yeah, because it was, it was intense. And it really made right. me think about uh, the student leader experience here and for students to get involved because for some students, they walk in and they know nothing about our campus, mm -hmm. even, you know. And then there's some that say, hey, I know that I want to join this group or I want to do these things and I want to write books. Yeah. And, and, and they're able to do it uh, without right. having to, you know, go through some of the extreme pressure that other students may, mm -hmm. may experience. Can I add on something? Sure. And I think, um, especially looking at the, the student leader aspect of it and just the student governance aspect of it, the fact that um, there was the machine, like there was the talk of the secret society who would push their own people from from right. the uh, from the fraternity sorority life to try and take power in ter in, in terms of uh, student government and other organizations like that. And then when um, their their candidates lose, it's 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 bad. It's like is it upheaval is the word upset. Uh, yeah, yeah, upset. upset yeah. I don't know why that was. <laughs> I don't know why that was slipping. Um, it was. It, it just. It shows the it, it it didn't allow students that opportunity to 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 run and actually get a fair chance to be in those positions. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, there were some non-machine presidents that would win, but like the example I said, the one who did win uh, versus the non-machine president who won against the machine uh, candidate, and they got stabbed in the face, and then the SGA closed down for four years. And so it just it just the fact that something such as FSL could affect student government so much to where we can't even have one. Right. That's insane. Because this experience is for us to be able to come together as different people, share our different ideas, and expound upon them and make them much better than what we originally started. But you don't give people that opportunity if you're choosing the people that go in and out of those offices. Yeah, I thought one of the ideas of your society, I guess it wasn't too surprising for universities so, so <laughs> large, but uh, I guess what was surprising is the power that that organization had for the entire campus, because that, mm -hmm. you know, being able to choose um, SGA representation, homecoming elections, right. like the whole entire scope of what student life is was, you know, being controlled by the secret group, which to me, I just thought was crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just thought that was, that was mind blowing because, you know, for other universities, it's just, it's not like that. Mm -hmm. and. And it just makes you think, like, how does how does one organization get to that point of of being so powerful? So that was really interesting. Um, so you'll be able to say that Augusta University doesn't have a machine. 
<laughs> I've been unopposed twice. So, so, and I'm not the machine candidate. So. Oh, that's what he wants us to do. Um, hold up now. <laughs> well, I've, said, I've said too much. I've said too much. Um, but switching gears, uh, what advice would you give to students, especially newer students, who are interesting, interested in getting involved, especially with student government, but aren't necessarily convinced this is the right choice for them? Uh, this is what I'll say. I knew freshman year, and I think it was like doing SGA that I wanted to go into public service. I knew I wanted to do something for the public, but I didn't know specifically what it was. Did I want to be a representative, a senator, or, or a state rep? What did I want to do? And I think that SGA, um, not being clear of what I was doing, like what I wanted to do at the moment, and then joining, um, being that representation, it, it, it made me it made me feel like a mini politician. And so essentially, I took that, I internalized that, and I did what I had to do to, to, to work for my peers. And so I think that for any incoming students, you know, it doesn't matter if you have it decided or you have it all down, but if you are interested in public service, this is the place to start, especially if it's working for your community and working to uplift your community. Yeah, and for me, like, I, I kind of joined SGA not knowing anything really, um, you know, kind of came in kind of blind, um, you know, I didn't know what SGA was, what it did or anything, but, you know, my, my main thing was, you know, get involved, meet people, um, see how it goes from there, you know, if I liked SGA and I liked the work that they did and wanted to be a part of it, I would continue, if not, you know, maybe it wasn't the right fit for me and try a different aspect of the university. Um, but, you know, I, I fell in love with SGA. It's, it's been such a, an amazing, what, three, about to be my third year now, and um, all the crazy cool things that we're doing, all the cool people that I've met. D, for example, one of the coolest people I've met. Um, Stop. <laughs> no, I'm for real. Yeah. You a published author. Uh, no, Hold no, up no. now. <laughs> no, for real though. But like, D is like an awesome president, you know, um, doing all of these cool things, being such an amazing leader um, in the community, in our events. Um, uh, D, as well as all the other people, you know, um, doing amazing things. So, you know, you. My, my main thing is, you know, get involved, meet as many people. Some things are fit, some things aren't. Yeah. You just go from there, go with the flow. You know? And it's okay to, to, to not have, like, it's okay, I want to join this club. You exactly. go to the one meeting and it just doesn't click. That's exactly. okay. Yeah. Go to another club. Mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> It'll click. Yeah. It'll click at some point. Something, something will click. Yeah, I think that's probably one thing that I always recommend to students is just, like, like it's okay. Like, you're not going to necessarily love every single experience that you have, yes. but... Don't let one experience discourage you from, you know, trying different things. Like, like right. you said, if one club doesn't work out, uh, try another one. Make your own. You know, <laughs> make your own, especially here. Like, like, keep, going, like, keep going to events. Keep, you know, doing yes. things. Keep, you know, yeah. keep being involved. And at some point, you'll, you know, exactly. end up where you need to be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so last question for y'all. What can we expect from SJ this fall? Oh man, we got we got a we lot. We got a couple planned. things coming. Um, our main our main thing is the uh, Jaguar State. Uh, the Jag Nation. Address. Jag Nation address, and that one's going to be you know our main kickoff event for SGA. Um, we're going to have our leaders um, do like speeches. Um, we're going to have probably have some food out there as well, and we're just going to make sure students know about all our SGA events, what we do, things that we're planning to do, things that we have done. Um, and that'll be at the amphitheater um, on September 6th. Um, so we'll, well, that's going to be our main kickoff event. Um, so we're really excited for that um, coming up soon. We're also introducing a new thing called uh, committee hearings. Um, so that's when, you know, we have 
um, six, six, seven committees on SGA. Um, so all those committees um, will have committee hearings. So they'll be, be able to directly communicate with students. So they have like a mini event um, where, you know, students come in, they have a nice Q&A session, talk about it, munch on some pizza or something, and really get the insights of what students feel on campus, what they want to see. Um, so we'll be, we'll be able to, you know, get that information for our community uh, committees and then, you know, get it uh, through our SGA th uh, during our Senate meetings and, you know, make those changes, those resolutions that we can, can be implemented um, throughout the year. Yeah, I think one thing we, we tried to, I don't know if you remember the Tell Me Anything event. Mm -hmm. um, one thing, we they were great, especially when we had COVID. Uh, my predecessor, Mahadi, did an excellent job of establishing something to take that feedback during the times we were so virtual. But what we have seen, especially in this past year, is um, if we are asking students like a genuine question that requires you to type like an answer, we'll get not the best answers. And so we've realized that from that, we can't really do too much, um, especially if they're the, like the same thing, especially not, not applicable. <laughs> <laughs> so the committee hearings are supposed to take that to another level. Of course, still providing students that, that, that opportunity to, to get some food, to engage with us. And then we'll also invite specific faculty members mm -hmm. in terms of like, um, I know Academic Affairs wants to work on syllabus repository wants to work on professor evaluations and so we'll get hopefully the provost to come speak for us and, and, and give some insight as to how that looks on his end so that when they're making that legislation those resolutions they know um, who are their allies who are not and what what is the actual process that's going on that we need to take to, to make this fulfilled um, so the committee hearings are supposed to take that tell me anything level uh, tell me anything event to the next level definitely I think that's gonna be a great idea because that's one thing I noticed uh, as a student leader is that a lot of students, as you can imagine, they just don't know how things work on campus. Mm -hmm. And so uh, for me, when I was president, I would sometimes say like, actually guys, we don't need to write a bill or do a resolution. Like, <laughs> just call. Like, we can, like let's just, email. Yeah, let's just send an email. Like, let's just, like, <laughs> like before, or before we uh, uh, try to draft this uh Petition or anything like that. Like, <laughs> yes. like, have we like we have we talked to them to let yes. them know that this is a, a a concern? So so yeah, teach the students how things work is such a a big uh, big initiative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else that y'all are excited for this fall? Um, I know. So one of my uh, responsibilities as vice president, you know, is to make those external connections with the community, with the rest of our university. And uh, one thing that came down my um, my alley is uh, PaceLine. Um, so PaceLine is a really big community event. We have um, it, it fundraises uh, money for cancer research um, for our Georgia Cancer Center here at AU. And so PaceLine wants to make it big. They want to make it huge. So they reached out to SGA. And they were like, how can we, you know, get student, uh, students involved in uh, PaceLine? How can we, you know, really get that out there? So, you know, uh, SGA as, uh, as well as, you know, the Office of the President, all the upper admin were all kind of coming together to uh, create like a strategy um, to uh, get PaceLine out for our students, for our faculty, uh, for our staff, and making sure that everyone can be involved in uh, making a change for cancer um, in their Pace Day event um, that they have October 15th. Um, so that's one thing that SGA will be heavily involved in for sure. Um, and uh, we've had tons of meetings so far, and it's, it's, uh, that's something I'm looking forward to for sure. Building off of that, um, SGA is, uh, I'm trying, uh, in, this, in, this, in this year's administration, I'm trying to focus on a few key issues that I feel um, we need to address. And one of them being food insecurity on our campus. Food insecurity, uh, 
faces a lot of college campus mm -hmm. students. Uh, it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And so um, one thing we're trying to do is really get. I'm trying to open up a pause pantry at UV so that we, those students have access there. Um, we're trying to get our events tailored to where okay, we'll have this main. This is our main event, but on the side, please bring some donations for pause pantry. Maybe get entered into a raffle. Different different things to incentivize students to support their community. Because um, open pause food pantry is they'll 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 go through times of having a large supply, but then as you know, the school year goes on, mm -hmm. they don't get as many donations and it dwindles. And they know that it's needed because it's dwindling fast. Um, and so. <clears throat> That is something we're trying to focus on. And then also diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, I don't know if you remember, but SAC. Um, in SAC, we're currently working on a resolution to make sure that the USG upholds our standards of diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, we see in states around us that they just don't care anymore. Um, and so the SGA presidents in Georgia, we said no. We're not going to take that, and we're going to make a stand. And so here on AU, we are going to, 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 to do it on the microcosm, and we're going to work here to make sure that our practices are always up to the standard to make sure everyone is, um, to make sure that our community is diverse, equitable, and accessible to everyone. Thanks, y'all, for being here. Of course. Um, super excited to see all the successful things that y'all will be accomplishing this fall. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, <laughs>